Hi, everyone. This is Haley Kellerton from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Drs. Dan Sains and Melissa Karras from the Center for Neural Science at NYU and Bradley Barth, a PhD candidate at Duke University. This trio spoke as half of a two-part webinar on wireless recording and stimulation technologies for in vivo electrophysiology in conscious, freely behaving animals. As a group, they discussed methods and findings from applications of in vivo electrophysiology in freely moving rodents using new head-mounted wireless sensors. Let's dive in. Irma had asked, how many channels simultaneously can be transferred wirelessly and at what sampling rate? We can simultaneously transfer up to 127 channels, a sampling rate of 25 kilohertz per channel. And also a 62 channel, we can go up to 50 kilohertz per channel. Okay, perfect. Brad, this question is for you. What stimulation parameters did you use during your experiment? So during our sacral nerve experiment, we were stimulating 300 microsecond pulses, repeating at 10 hertz with each channel stimulating for about three seconds each. Perfect. Our next question is, how long can the device actually be left implanted without compromising signal quality? And this is coming in reference to aging studies. Taylor Vinson, would you be able to answer that question? Yes, it will be 120 days which will be four months. Okay, perfect. And Lorenzo would like to know, can subjects being studied be housed in groups? And what is the effective range of the receiver in relation to the distance from the head stage? We can do three animals simultaneously. Each one is on a different frequency and the range of the receiver is about one meter. Okay, Dan or Brad, do either of you work with this during your research? I mean, housing animals in groups or have any input on the range that you guys receive? For the cortical recordings, we have housed animals in groups. I think it's less an issue of the TBSI device because we only place the TBSI head stage on animals while they're performing, and we never have animals all performing in the same arena at the same time. And I think the, uh, the question about distance of the antennae is, is pretty much what's already been said. Okay, perfect. I'll add to that, if I may. The, uh, the very nice thing with the implantable device is that, for me at least, I can house animals together and not also not worry about them picking at their own implants or each other's implants if they're entirely implanted. Okay. Dan, this question is for you. You guys have recorded many different configurations. How does the wireless TBSI technology compare to making these measurements in a more tethered approach? So we've used the same electrodes with tethered recordings directly to Tucker Davis acquisition system and with the TBSI system. And the signal to noise was identical. So our sense is that signal to noise is determined by the electrode itself, not by any of the electronics that come afterwards. And TBSI, this question is for you. Geet had asked, can you simultaneously stimulate and record neuronal activity in real time? Yes, we can. They're on different frequencies, so they can be controlled separately and record separately.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you will tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe. 